I'm Ellen Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories, and now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones and we really do truly feel compassion. So come on. Let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. Do you like to be recognised? Just about all of us do. It's nice, isn't it? Makes you feel valued and noticed. I had a lovely recognition experience last night at the writers group that I'm a member of. I read the first thousand words of my new, my fourth novel that I began at midwinter. Its working title is A Kindness of Ravens. And it's a post-apocalyptic novel about how good things could be. Not the usual terrifying how bad they are and how we want to escape where we are after the apocalypse. This is different. So, there were 10 of us, all different genres, including poets, and, you know, they all liked it. They all said immediately that they wanted to read more. They wanted to know what happened. And three of them said that although they wouldn't normally read that genre at all, they loved it, and they really did want to know more. Now, I'm not just crowing because people like my stuff. That's good. It's great. In fact, it really makes me feel fantastic. But what I'm talking about here is, well, why I'm talking about it here is because we all need encouragement, every one of us. But how often do we get it? And even more so, how often do we give it? Encouragement, support, kindly words, as I got last night from the group, they all make such a difference. They really boost our own self-worth, and that boosts our confidence, and in its turn, that enhances our ability to do our job, have good relationships, and really connect with each other. Because that happened last night. We all did connect because everybody was noticing and listening and taking note, paying attention to the other people in the group. I've been in other writer groups, and they've sometimes been a place where I've actually been put down. Not just me either, other people. Sort of damned with faint praise, as my dad used to say. People saying things, that was really good, Ellen, but... And it's that but 
that's the killer. Whatever they said before is just wiped out completely, like killed with bleach. And often you don't remember the sort of good thing that they said in the beginning of the sentence. The wipeout is just too strong. So all we remember is that there was a but and that really, despite being nice, they didn't like what we gave them. And they couldn't find anything good in what we gave them. Now, the likelihood of that actually being the case, that there was really nothing worth looking at in the whole of that story or listening to in the whole of that story, would be fairly remote. I've been in lots of writers, writers groups for a long time. And people read and some people are really good and some people are really beginners and some people are really nervous and there's all different shades but they all they're writing from their heart they're not writing just as an exercise or like doing an essay at school and there is something there that they want to say and putting them down will stop them it stops us in whatever way it comes, whether it's writing, our jobs, our relationships, our family, whatever. But why do we do that? Why do people do that? Why do we damn with faint praise? What stops us being generous? What drives us to put someone down? As you know, I've been doing this kind of work for a long time, not just writing and being an author, but helping people as a coach, as a psychotherapist. And all those years of experience tells me that at the bottom of this need to put someone down, there will be some form of fear. And it often comes, that fear, it often comes from being put down themselves. Maybe these people have been told, don't show off. Don't you get above yourself. You're too big. Lots of my clients have suffered from that one. And so-and-so feels you push her out of the way because you're so good at everything. And that's another big one for my clients. All those things like showing off, Maybe you didn't realize you were even showing off. Maybe you weren't actually showing off, but you were so good at whatever it was you just did that somebody has to use that as a put down. You get above yourself. You couldn't know that. What experience have you got? What do you know? You're too young. You're too old. Whatever. And the too big... Maybe in some ways we are bigger than other people. I mean, I can sit here and I can say, you know, I'm a best-selling author. I am. It doesn't make me bigger. It doesn't make me better than other people. It just means that people have seen and decided to buy my books more often than maybe they've bought some other people's. And there'll be all sorts of reasons behind that, including, I hope, the fact that they're good books. <laughs> I'd like that. But there are all these reasons why people want to put other people down because they feel insecure. Sometimes it's envy. 
So they need to push themselves backwards. So with the too big, it'll make people afraid to be good at whatever they do, the people who are being put down. So they'll push themselves backwards in case they upset other people by being really good. And that push against them that they're feeling, that put down that they're feeling, it can come from envy. It's a horrible thing, envy. Or jealousy, or bitterness, resentment, spite. Maybe the other person covets what you've got, your beauty, your skills, your ability to write, the fact that you've got more friends than they have. And maybe they begrudge it to you. Maybe they think she doesn't deserve that. What has she ever done to deserve it? I've worked much harder than she has. All of these things are things that come behind putting other people down. And they're all versions, I feel, of why can't I be that? Why can't I have that? But there's more. There's the, if I don't do what they say, they'll take away what I do have. And if she gets it, I won't. So the person who's being begrudged, being resented, who's feeling the put down, is also feeling, if I don't do what they say, if I don't behave as they want me to behave, I'll lose everything. Imagine, that's really scary. It's really unpleasant. It's really nasty. It's not nice feeling at all. Begrudging someone's skills, their talents, where does that come from again? Again, it comes from fear. Fear that you haven't got it, you can't have it, that you are somehow less than this other person. So we have this thing of you're better than me, I'm better than you. You're better than me and I hate you for it. I'm better than you and I hate you for being an idiot. There's this competition, this feeling that you have to be better than somebody else. It's not good. And no, I wasn't feeling that last night. I was just absolutely delighted that I'd got something right enough for these people to like it. And they're all good, honest people. If they'd sort of said, that's really not working for me, and they would have told me why, that would have been useful. And there are various points. It wasn't all praise. It was all like, I think I need the dates in there, Elena. I think I need this. And actually, it would be really helpful if I knew that, which is all of the reasons why I was reading to them, because I wanted their feedback. I wanted to know how I could improve. So the criticism wasn't to make me feel bad. And I wasn't taking it that if they don't think it's all absolutely perfect, I shall go and shoot myself or something. I was thinking, I feel this is good enough to be read. Let's hear what they say. 
And let's also hear what else they would like. So I wasn't competing with them. They weren't competing with me. Hopefully none of them begrudged it. None of them looked as though they did. And we all learned something from it. So that was this letting yourself be open, me, be open to them. And then offering me good things, kindly words, good feelings and support. And it becomes this sort of like two-way thing. Whereas I open to them, they open to me. I give to them, they give to me. And that's so much nicer than the resentment. And it means we all become part of a whole, part of a group. So it really is a good group, because we are. But this doesn't happen enough, not anything like enough, in my opinion. And always somewhere at the base of it all, at the bottom of it all, is some version of fear. I've done 30 years of work more with people on this, and every time something goes wrong, there is a fear at the bottom of it. And part of that fear, as I've said, is about that we are not going to be supported. We are not going to be encouraged. We are not going to be recognized, noticed, appreciated. This isn't good. It perpetuates a horrible circle of defeat, of unhappiness, of disappointment. And it's one we all experience, at least to some extent, and at some times. But we can change that. In the change, it usually means you have to go and meet someone. The beginning is to meet someone, maybe a coach like me or someone, but you meet someone who shows you, points out to you your own good points. Someone who talks about what's good in you, what's great about you, who supports you, who helps you when you fall over rather than kicking you, pushing you down or walking on. It's support. It's notice. And a friend of mine said, and I really like what she said here, she said, the only time you look down on someone is when they're in the hole and you're at the top with a rope, letting the rope down to help them get out of that hole. I love that. It really is so. That is the only time when you ever, ever look down on someone, when you're helping them out of a hole. You don't look down on them and gloat. And so the change comes once you begin to feel recognized and acknowledged, seen and heard. And that makes you feel yourself opening up. So being you. Being open, saying what you really feel, what you really think, isn't scary. Well, not so much, not anymore. It's fun, pleasant sometimes, like last night was for me. And you gain confidence that people aren't going to kick you or stab you in the back. 
and so you start to believe in yourself. Now, this comes round and back again. This is good. This is part of the good circle that is going to happen. You believe in yourself. And once this happens, you feel so much safer. And it's so much easier to compliment others, to tell them how you like something they do, to encourage them and to show them, this was really good. I re that really got me. I really like that. It was so wonderful when you did. And then they feel better. So you've boosted them and you've helped them to believe in themselves. And so they feel safer and easier to open. Do you see? And as you do that, so it's safe for you to climb out of that continuous fight or flight mode where you have to be prepared to hit back or run away. We've all been there. And once you do that, you start to be able to give. You start to be generous. And it all grows out of that beginning where someone gifted you goodness. Someone gave you recognition. Someone saw you and heard you. You were noticed and people were encouraging you. So that's brilliant. It really helps. And you come out of your shell, out of your cupboard. You no longer need to hide. And it grows. So that sooner or later, you start to find you really have enough spare of this goodness inside you to really want to give it away. It feels good. You've got all that spare and you want to share it. You want to gift it back. And as you gift it back, it comes back. Because we all of us, every single one of us, need to be seen and heard, noticed and recognized and acknowledged. It's really important for our lives, all of our lives, all the time, all of our relationships with their business, work, family, friends, whatever. We all need to see each other and hear each other and give that noticing and that recognition back to each other. Well, if that rings bells for you and you'd like some help with it and someone to recognize you and talk to you and support you, sometimes with a bit of tough love and sometimes with some hard exercises to practice. But if you'd like that, book a call with me. Let's talk about you being recognized. Let's get you started walking this new path of safety and being safe and enjoying being you. Check out my website. Give me a call. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe and everything. And I'd love to know your comments, so do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing. And that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun full of badass reality 
and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about, having fun and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website, www.ellensentier.com. Sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. Let's get together, have fun, grow your life and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires. Let's light our fires.